but I want to go back to jobs. So you said, you know, there's a high job market right now. And the unemployment numbers are what they are. So you have the unemployment number, right? Right, um, And that's calculated by, you know, who is in the workforce looking for work. You know, I was unemployed um, in 2018. I was unemployed the, almost the entire year. I was unemployed for actually almost a full year. I was employed, unemployed for 10 months. After six months, I was still looking for a job, but I was taken out of the unemployment data because right. they just stopped yeah. counting me. Right. So one, that data is completely skewed. It doesn't make any sense. It leaves out a big portion of people. I think they do it for, for seniors, people who retire, which that makes sense. But it doesn't, it doesn't separate young people who just can't find a job. And even if they do find a job, I saw a study recently that most people in the United States, it's close to 50%, need two jobs just to make the bare minimum ends meet. So you have a full-time job and a part-time job just to make the bare minimum. So that number, that unemployment number, doesn't include the quality of the jobs right. and the yep. payment that are in those jobs. Yep. So when you have CNBC saying the unemployment numbers are low, the economy is great, I'm calling bullshit because right. the pay isn't good and people need two jobs in this country just to survive to pay off debt they can't pay back. Right. So well, what, the, what, 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 like, how do you, how do you un unwind yeah. that huge knot I tied up for you? Yeah. Well, so there's two parts of the, the, the jobs numbers. There's yeah. the people that make stuff and then there's the service set, people that, you know, do stuff. Right. And so ever since COVID, we shut the economy down. We, we are living, I mean, somebody's going to write a book about this in 10 years. They always write books 10 years after. We are living in, you are living through one of the, the biggest economic experiments in history. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Never shut our economy down. So think about it. You shut your economy down, and I'm not going to get political, two weeks to flat, whatever. Um, but, you know, so you shut your economy down. The number one fear back in March of 2020 was that we were going to go into a depression. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the government steps up and says, hey, you know what? Uh, we have electronic access to everybody's bank accounts now. How about if we start shooting money into their bank accounts so they can buy food, et cetera? I think that was actually a, a positive part of the experiment. Um, the negative part of the experiment was they shot thousands of dollars into everybody's accounts. You know, they, they really, and this goes into our talk about inflation. So, you, you know, inflation is, you know, too much money chasing too few goods and services. Well, guess what? You know, we had all kinds of money chasing too few goods because everybody's sitting around clicking on Amazon, doing that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so there was a shortage of goods. Well, now in the last 14 to 16 months, supply chains have healed. You know, if you order something, it, it you know gets delivered in time. So the, the, the making the stuff part of the economy, I feel is fully healed. It's the service side of the economy that is not healed yet. The bartenders, the waitresses, et cetera. But to your point, you know, you know what people and, and owners are beginning to understand is that you got to pay people. You can no longer, and, and you know, whether it's politically right or, or wrong, you know, setting the minimum wage, what, what businesses are finding out is you got to pay people a certain amount of money to show up now. Uh, and, and that's actually a good thing because you know, my thesis is that inflation and wages were kind of artificially held down for about a 10 year period of time. Longer than probably that. 2008. <laughs> longer, longer than that, for sure. Yeah. You know, from probably 2008 to 2018. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, 19, the economy was really starting to take off. And people are like, 
oh, we got to start paying people more. Well, then in 20, you had a hiccup. Everybody sat home. And then all of a sudden, in 2021, people are like, whoa, wait a minute. We need that worker, that worker, and that worker. We're going to pay him 20 grand a year, 30. So you, got, you had a bidding war, you know, like you do in the NFL for, you know, a good, you know, athlete. People are like, we got to do that. And, and so I think we're still in that wage adjustment period of time. Um, and, and I think what it's doing is, you know, if you work hard, you got a, you know, a, a good education, you understand, you know, where you're going and you're adding value, companies are going to be like, we got to pay you. Because I always tell people, if you're running a billion dollar company and you've got 10 people on a team that's in charge of a hundred million dollar budget, you're going to make sure you got really good people and you're paying them enough because you've got all this capital at risk if something screws up. And I think, you know, that's what's happening now. And I think the good news for your generation is that a lot of the older workers, COVID, they got out of the workforce and they're getting back into the workforce because they're bored, they need money, whatever. But there's all these businesses out there that are looking to hire the next generation of managers, project managers, sales, whatever it is, because it's really starting to thin out at the top. And I, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of young people that are going to have a lot of opportunity in the next 10 years. I hope so. I, <laughs> I really do. I mean, I, we're definitely in a transition period as, as an economy as well as a nation. You know, we were calling this on election day, and God <clears> only knows what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Um, but – with like, yeah, I think people need to re reorient how they view what a, a wage is, what a salary right. is. To me, yeah. it's income. You know, but you as a business owner, what is a salary to you? It's a cost. Right. It's a cost to your business. So when you see costs in, you know, production going up, you have inflation for food going up. Like if you're running a business, operational costs are going up. It only makes sense that wages are also going to go up because it is a cost to your business. Yep. But it's like when when people want wages or they want to unionize or they want just just more money, we're seen as lazy, we don't want to work. And don't get me wrong, people in my generation, law, you are lazy and don't want to work. <clears throat> but a lot of people are like me who just live the hustle. Right? There's a lot of people right. who work harder than me and live the hustle. People work two, three jobs plus a famous on TikTok, living the hustle. Like yeah, there's a lot of problems in my generation, but we are arguably the hardest working generation with the least amount of hope to do it. Well, that's why, you know, I'm going back to the, the, the 1980s. One of the themes that I have, you know, for the 80s is, uh, you know, some people may not knew, know who this is. My 16-year-old daughter didn't know who this was. I, it's Madonna. I, that's Madonna? Yeah, that's Madonna. I, was, that's, I don't know why. I was going to get Cindy Lauper. <laughs> right, that's the 80s Madonna. And my 16-year-old daughter comes in and she's like, Dad, who's that? I'm like, it's Madonna. Well, I, I think, you know, one of the values of dealing with somebody with experience like myself is that I lived through the 80s. And there are scary will. There are scary parallels between 2022 mm -hmm. and 1982. As well as 2008 and, with the housing market. Yeah, and, and so you know, flashing back to the early 1980s, we were coming off the 70s, which were not good. Uh, oil embargo, manufacturing was down, things weren't really good. Well, all of a sudden in the early 1980s, there was something out there called a computer and computers started to come onto the scene and, you know, mm -hmm. technology exploded onto the scene. 
And, you know, so what I'm trying to tell people is that we're going back to the 1980s. And when I say in the 1980s, I'm like, the 80s were characterized by high inflation, high energy prices, and high interest rates. And it turned out to be one of the best decades for stocks out there. Why? Because there was technological innovation going on. 